0: Welcome back everybody to another episode of your hopefully favorite paranormal experience on the interwebs the show known as mostly ghostly you're joined by me matthew fisher and my host with the most pal co-host
1: delightful gentleman ray boot how you doing over there ray I'm doing. Uh, Where's this delightful gentleman? I don't see him around. Oh, that's you. He's in the shadows. Uh, We're both delightful. I've heard we're both very delightful gentlemen.
0: When when we're sleeping. (laughs) Nah. I always hear great things about Ray. Not so much Buddy Butterfugo, but Ray always has good things said. What's funny is Ray's one of the people, you're one of the people that people want to meet the most, believe it or not. Oh uh, yeah! Until they meet me, especially mostly ghostly people um, are all about Ray. They love his medium expertise, and everybody wants to be read by Ray. Um, we, I've been a few places with Ray when he's been approached for people, and he's very humble. He's a very good guy, and you know he doesn't he doesn't want to do it there on the spot. It's 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 kind of like a. You know, you see an actor or something at a at a restaurant, you're not gonna roll up to him and you're not gonna have Al Pacino do lines from Scarface while he's eating dinner, you know what I mean? So you wouldn't ask Ray to do the same thing.
1: Say hello to my little
0: friend. Exactly. Exactamunda. You know what I mean? But um, you know, last week's episode we were talking about some unexplainable things that we tried to explain and you know we got a real a lot of good feedback um, on that episode. We got a lot of messages in the old mostly ghostly Facebook um, page. Uh, if anybody out there is listening now and is, does not follow that page, they should definitely follow that page up. Uh, all the news, whenever we got stuff popping off, we throw it up there. The episodes make it up there. Uh, if you are if you want to be an essential mostly ghostly. Fan, I would say there's two things you need to be subscribed to, if not three. One, Facebook page, Mostly Ghostly. Two, Spotify page, Mostly Ghostly. And three, Boombastic Media YouTube page. Yes, Boombastic Media, the production company that is behind the Mostly Ghostly Show, as well as uh, you know, Behold the Pill podcast, which Ray and myself are also involved with. Uh, also, the Shock Treatment with Mel and Maddie show and Boombastic Cast. And I heard from a little bird that come in the new year, there might be a couple more shows rolling out under the old Boombastic Media brand, which would be nice. So, like I was saying, uh, like I started saying three hours ago, Today's episode, we're gonna jump back into some of them unexplainable things because, uh, the people loved them so much. And to be honest, you know, me and Ray liked uh, going through that list ourselves. That was a fun time. You know, you just kind of dive into the, the absurd and the unknown. Um, and these ones are a little more obscure. I went a little, I I dove a little deeper for these ones. Um, these are things that people might not be so hip to unless they kind of go looking for stuff like this as as I usually do in the, the late hours as I go on seven hour journey down holes in the YouTube world you know what I mean uh, of madness YouTube's cleaning it up though which is unfortunate we need some type of alternative YouTube where you can get all types of weird wild stuff they're trying to uh, minimize the conspiracy talk and such Uh, and alien stuff and all that, and some paranormal stuff, you know. You get a lot of the weirdo, weirdo, fake paranormal stuff you're watching, and you go, damn, this is like the fakest shit in the world just watching it. Um, You know what I mean? You you see mirror reflections of people holding holding up the puppets and being, you know, all, all types of weird, crazy things that prove it to be wrong, but, you know... We support all those things, all those things wrong around here. So I guess without further ado, Ray, did you, you get any good feedback personally in your, your message box? I know that the mostly ghostly Facebook page caught a bunch of messages, but, uh, you catch any good vibes from anybody who dug the last, uh, the unexplained,
1: explained episode? Um, I did. I got some people thanking us for it. I like that. Uh, Some thank yous for uh, sharing it. Uh, People liked it. Uh, What I would like to do is that if you do have any topic or any questions for us, you'd like us or something you'd like us to discuss, something that sort, send us a message in a mostly ghostly page on Facebook. and. We'll we'll, we'll uh, take a look at it and we'll try and address it. I'm glad you brought that up, Ray. I'm very glad you brought that up because we're on the 18th
0: Wednesday, the 18th. Um, we will be recording. We're going to give everybody two weeks, I think, to gather um, to gather this episode. So even though we record it on the 18th, I think unfortunately you folks won't get it till a little later, but we're doing a question a questions from the audience episode where we're going to be rounding up uh different questions from people throughout different sources. Of course, the mostly ghostly Facebook being one of them, I guess if you wanted to hit us up directly, you could, I know is, there, there's no laws against that. So I guess you can do as you wish. Um, and um you know, drop us a, or you see see us on a paranormal Facebook page. or are part of a bunch of them. We'll be posting some stuff up there. And, uh, yeah, all them questions. And Cut Off will be the 18th because on the 18th, we record our questions from the audience episode, which that'll be the theme where we will just sit here and hopefully it'll be a long show. It could be a three-minute show, Ray. Hopefully the people will uh, do their part it's up to them to be involved uh and make the show fantastic we're leaving it up into their hands and uh like i said cut off the 18th get at us a question about anything you know paranormal crypto alien demon you got a medium question for ray something spirit want to know something about how to make yourself more spiritual how to protect yourself what is this noise in my basement, you know, why I I seen something walking down my hallway that wasn't, shouldn't have been there. Um, What what do you think? Um, Hit us up. We'll give you our opinion. You know, Ray will give you more of an educated opinion, I'm sure, but I'll give an opinion as well and everybody can uh, take what they will from it. But yeah, so definitely get your questions in by the 18th. The 18th, we record that episode to be released on the 25th of November, um, right before Thanksgiving. All right. Now we wanted to drop that to show thanks for all our fans that have been helping us get over our, our we had over 5,000 listens in less than a year, which you know we wear that as a badge of honor. You know, some other bigger shows would would, would scoff at that and say that's that's just small potatoes, but. We're Spuds of a of a different kind. Where we're all about that, and we appreciate it. And we said, you know, in in the month of giving thanks, you know, what? what how could we give thanks to our to our fans of the show? And uh, by letting them get involved and asking their question, uh, we'll read your name too. That's how cool. That's how we'll give you the big hookup. We'll read your name, and unless you go unnamed, and then we won't read your name, but. That'll be our way of giving back. Giving back to the old paranormal horror community. You know what
1: I mean, Ray? Oh, yeah. Definitely. We're thankful. We'd like to be able to do something for you. So, send the questions in. Uh, Hopefully, we can come up with some answers uh, for you. Hell, yeah. Make your Thanksgiving
0: ghostly with your pals at Mostly Ghostly. All right. So, without further ado, we're going to rock into this. Like I said before, the uh, unexplainable being explained was uh, so so well-liked. Uh, the Urban Legends episode, the Urban Legend Firing Squad episode was very loved, too. Um, titled that because we just kind of set him up and knocked him down, shot him down,
1: and
0: um, hence the Firing Squad name. But yes, we rolled through a bunch of urban legends and kind of gave our take on that. And we, I heard a lot of good things on that. So maybe we'll t- dip into the old urban legends again. I know stuff like that is things that uh, make people salivate, make their saliva come out of their mouth because they get so excited. But uh, going into some more obscure, unexplainable, f- unexplainable phenomena. Um, first up, Ray. Number one, the disappearing pilot, okay? In March of 2017, a 27-year-old Chinese student named Xin Rong hired the pilot of a single-engine plane to take him from Ann Arbor Municipal Airport in Michigan to Harbor Springs. His plane, however, crashed on its way over Manitowaji, Ontario. Um, weirdly, the body of Xin wrong, was never found in the wreckage. Um, Something like this. You think you could chalk that up as pretty uh, maybe he was never on the plane, or what are you thinking about something like that?
1: I can go three ways. Yeah. Ooh. Uh, the first one is the reason a plane went down is some aliens came and zapped him out of the plane, and the plane ended up crashing. Kind of wild, but you know. Yeah, I'll, I mean, leave at,
0: I'll leave it at, out there. At that point, you've got to wonder why they'd want him. Maybe he was uh, a student. Maybe he was a very, you know, enlightened student.
1: Well, if you've ever seen the movie King Ghidorah, the three headed monster, they zapped a, a princess right out of a plane there. Huh. <laughs> but outside of that, I'd say either he never got on the plane or he survived the crash and tried to make his way somewhere, tried yeah. to make his way to safety, got lost, and the body is still out there somewhere. That, I I, I lean a little towards that one. That was your number two? Uh, yeah, and number three is he never got on it, but I think that probably if he was listed as a passenger and the plane took off, he would have been on the plane.
0: Like a, like a fake his death type thing or just
1: missed it? Um. No, I think it was on it. I don't. That's why I put that one as number three. I think it was probably on it. The to, ki- to kick back a little bit to a previous episode of the um, the circular lightning.
0: Do you think that maybe something could have happened where that hit the plane? Maybe uh, the lightning hit him and just evaporated him. You know, turned him into powder, and then had the plane come down. Because I mean that ele- that energy. Could do the magic trick, you know what I mean, and puff
1: you, make, turn you into a puff of smoke, and that's that. I don't know. Normal ball lightning, from the way the science describes it, I don't think so. I'd probably say that was something more than just the normal ball lightning. You could almost
0: go into the whole um, spontaneous combustion thing with this, too. But- yeah,
1: I think they would have found some bones or some sort of trace.
0: I was going to say usually I mean it's not it's not uncommon in plane crashes for there not to be much left you know what I mean
1: Even in cremation um there are little shards and pieces oh, of bone gosh. when people are cremated so uh even if there was the crash there uh, there should have been something they could find some sort of bone piece of a skull some something little if they look carefully enough
0: Yeah it's a weird deal um yeah, the disappearing pilot. Um, what's weird is he hired the pilot, and then he disappeared. So the pilot didn't actually disappear; it was more he him disappearing. So the whole thing is weird and not makes sense. You know what I mean?
1: Well, you can uh, you can add a fourth option there is that uh, he parachuted out of the plane, which caused the plane to crash, and they found the crash plant. They found the wreckage, and they found the pilot, but they never found him. Could have pulled the DB Cooper.
0: Yeah, that's true. It's one of those things, you know what I mean? Um, yeah, I don't know. This is kind of a weird deal because it's called the the disappearing pilot, but the pilot didn't disappear. The, the The kid disappeared. I I I can't really wrap my head around that a little bit. I think they're a little uh, they're a little uh, out of place. They're a little out of hand, out of pocket with that one. But I think that that that's probably a very common thing where uh, he either he either turned into oatmeal and drained into the soil,
1: or he wasn't on that plane. Yeah, I t- yeah, wasn't on that plane might might work. I mean, if the pilot had somewhere to go and he got paid and he just took off, and the guy split, that could work. Also, if you if you're if 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 the body's open.
0: Like if, if if the like the planes tore apart and you're you're in your body's in there and let's say some wolves a pack of wolves come by or something they just grab you and drag you out of there bring you somewhere to eat you
1: right uh they should but there should have been traces of that that would depend upon how well it was investigated and when they reached the the site of the wreckage uh how thoroughly they checked it because on to Canada's, you kind of got the snowy areas, right? You got the snowy areas, you got the wolves, you got bears, you got a, plenty of stuff that can uh, chow down on you. Yeah, and if it was snowing, like, even the blood would eventually
0: be covered up by new snow. You know what I mean?
1: Yep, the snow could cover that. Uh, if there was a storm, the tracks would have been covered. Yeah, it could have all gone away. I mean, the, the one good
0: thing you have about the, the frozen area is that th- it would freeze before it would rot away. So, like, the evidence of the body should still be there with exception. And then you take, even after it gets, if the body gets too frozen, it would be difficult to drag away as well as eat. So, like, I feel like at that point it would, uh, it would just be there, you know what I mean?
1: Yeah, I think if he was on that plane, unless something weird happened, if you're talking about a dimensional shift or something happened, if you rule out all of that, then there should have been something on the ground that they could have found, a piece of clothing, bone charred or not, somewhere near the wreckage. So if it was in the middle of the wilderness, it could be those that found the wreckage as I said before, really didn't check the whole area and look into it that carefully. It was simply a small plane that went down. They recovered a body, got back. And then someone said, where's the second body? And they went, Oh, we didn't see any. And that was it. End of story. Yeah. And I agree with that. I think that's
0: more of a, I think there's more of like a, more of a realistic end to this story. Than uh, more of an explainable end to the story than, uh, than said to believe. I think this one's more, probably more boring, and the reality of this is probably a lot more boring than would like. I agree. You know, next up, number two, dose uh, on the list is we got the year before this happened, more Canadian stuff, which is interesting. Um, the Arctic Ping. Okay. In 2016, the Canadian military was tasked with trying to find the source of a mysterious sound emanating from the seabed of the Fury and Hecla Strait in the Canadian Arctic. Local hunters reported the strange sound as a kind of constant beeping, but no explanation was ever determined. Now, this is one of those weird things that kind of goes a little bit uh, when we're talking about sounds. I think, in the, the first episode of The Unexplainable where, um, you know, there was weird hums and stuff like that and, and, and noises that the earth made. And we talked about that, that that the recording was supposedly from hell of the people screaming, screaming when they went down real deep. Um, just kind of has that thing. And the beep, you know, it could probably be a sonar thing. My take is it's probably some, they're picking up some type of sonar beep.
1: What's your take? I'd go with with the sonar, um, something in that water, making a sound. Um, I know that uh, if you take the Alaska Triangle, which we talked about at one time, um, you're supposed to have the UFOs that come in and out of the water there. They seem to like it cold up north. But outside of that, if you're talking about a strait or a passage, then anything going through there, even at a distance... Uh, would be using some type of system to uh, be able to not hit the bottom or anything protruding, or maybe using sonar to uh, test, test depth or however they use it. So there's a possibility there that a ship, even in the distance, because the way water carries sound um, yeah. yeah, could have caused somebody on the land to start hearing this and wondering what the hell it is because they don't see anything but the sound is coming either across or out across could come across the water and they just think it's coming out of the water. Would it travel through ice the same way? I don't know. I don't know if it would bounce off of or uh, radar would bounce off sonar. I don't know. I imagine it would probably bounce off of. I'm not sure how it travels that way. Cause I mean, a lot of that, a lot
0: of those weird sounds could all be equivalent to, Traveling through, you know, the water and st- even dirt. I bet you know, like tremors. You know, even their, their vibrations and stuff through the dirt uh, and the rocks. I feel you could, you know, there's there's a vibration to that. I think everything has a vibration, right? We we've talked about that before. Even humans, everything. Everything,
1: everything has a vibration, and if you're talking about, uh, let's say, ice, which pops and cracks, right. and depending depending upon the uh, surface it's traveling over. Uh, whether it's a hilly area, number of trees, uh, how much water, all of this comes into play in distorting the sound and what people hear it as. Mm. So, they again, it could be anything in a distance. And if they're hearing it, let's say, from the other side of a l- large body of water, they're attributing it to the water. And it could be something land-based in the distance. Yeah.
0: Yeah, for sure yeah, I think that's more of a vibrational thing, then. What do you think? How do you want to mock chalk that one off?
1: I'd, I'd say some sort of vibration, sounds and vibrations, and a distortion of that vibration, and they hear it as a ping.
0: I agree. Next up, number three, a ghost ship. Now, watch, before we get into this story real quick, what's your experience and knowledge of ghost ships, Ray?
1: Uh, lots of legends I yeah. did watch a science show one time where they tried to duplicate um, the image of a ghost ship and they could not do it. They did come up with an upside down image um, and the scientists and they were saying see we you know that, that that's what they saw they just misinterpreted it but it looked like nothing like what a ship would look in the distance so you got either a mirage or you do actually have a ghost ship. They thought it was just a weird mirage that they were seeing? Uh, that's how the scientists explained it, even though the best they could do is produce an upside-down ship, which, looking at the film, uh, that, if I saw that on the horizon, I, I would think it was something over the horizon. Now, if you're taking a look at it, if there's a ship over the horizon, depending upon the weather and the pressure in the atmosphere, yeah. because it's, it's different, higher than low density, light will bend. And you can actually see the image of a mirage from a ship just over the horizon uh, under the right weather circumstances. Uh, But it's, like I said, over the horizon, not within your normal range. But that's an atmospheric thing which um, can happen, but it doesn't happen very much. What's your take on some type of Truman Show type deal where
0: a certain, after a certain amount of miles out, do you think that there could ever be, do you think there could ever be maybe something out there that we never see because there's some type of mirror or something that makes it look like it's endless? And what, you know, what, what, what's endless? Endless, like when you look at, like, you know how when you look out to the ocean, it just kind of looks like it goes on forever? Let's just say, instead of it going on forever let's say maybe five ten miles out it was almost like like there was an operation going on in the middle of the ocean that was protected that where they were maybe going into the ocean you know and it was kind of shrouded in some type draped almost in some type of I know we talk about the cloak the invisibility cloak but like do you think, what do you think the reality of something being in the ocean that they're they're, they're cloaked off, that they're doing weird testing or, or something like that, you know?
1: Well, they may do weird testing, but I, I think that, uh, again, that would be very limited. I mean, I've been on planes over the ocean for hours at a time, and once you're up there, the size of it, it is it looks limitless, but uh, you can't see it. You can see the interaction of the waves. Um, but as far as visibility
0: cloaks and stuff go, like, it's a mirror effect, right? Some something like that, uh, bending light. So, couldn't the same thing be done if you were looking out of a plane downward towards this water? Like, couldn't they? They could probably bend light in a way where you you could almost go or like a dome type. Like, if it was a dome over something that just kind of reflected the water, I don't think anybody would even be able to tell that there was anything going on. Now, saying I believe that that I'm a strong believer in any of this. I just the, the 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 question of it was sh- struck my curiosity so I asked it.
1: Well, I see it as an out, a very outside, a rare occurrence, and that yeah. is if you ever took a look at a map, uh, FAA map of the number of flights in the year, That they would have to keep that thing going all the time, and then you get the boats, and you get the fishermen, and you get the pleasure cruises, and the cruise ships, and it would really, I think it, it may be something that governments would be interested in, and may have experimented occasionally here or there, but I don't, I don't think it's a very common thing. Right.
0: So with this story in itself, you know, there's a man named Jason Asselin. Uh, he snapped a picture while he was filming a music video on Lake Superior. Uh, The strange shimmering silhouette remained in sight for 30 minutes, and it uh, resembled a large ship, and Jason never found out what it was. Now, my take on this is I I almost feel like it's almost like a rainbow thing where it's this mist uh, created by uh, maybe something in the water and the way the light hits it. You know, when, like, the way a light will go through a cloud, it'll kind of give it a shape, you know what I mean? Give it a form. I almost think it's like the way the light goes through a mist, you know what I mean? Or, um, you know what I mean? But something like that, where, where it's, I think that's more believable than, like, uh, the shit, like, a, why would a ghost have a, why would a ship have a ghost? You know what I mean? I mean, it may be a big tragic thing, but wouldn't it be the, wouldn't it be the, the, the spirits like does it would have would have would a physical you know solid mass that didn't have a soul could that have a ghost that's a question right there you know
1: i can see an optical illusion including mist and mirage um as far as a ghost ship goes if you're going to say it's supernatural at all then what you're looking at is a time slip mm. you're looking at a circumstance where at that moment uh, there's a portal or there's an opening and you're viewing something which isn't in your time. You're looking at another time period. So I would say a time slip to me is uh, a pretty good, with the number of sightings all over the world of Ghost Ship for hundreds of years, I'd say a time slip is is uh, a pretty good explanation for some of them.
0: Yeah, yeah it's one of those things you know I'm looking at the picture right now and it almost it could it could easily be it could easily be a lighthouse off in the distance you know with that 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 is drawing some some type of reflection or some shimmer of the water shining off of it to kind of almost create a mirage and I do believe in the mirage aspect I do believe
1: in that that is a real thing that's proven real thing you know yeah that that's probably number one. And then you, you're talking any number of uh, light being, well, a mirage is basically light bending or double, double image. There's a lot of natural phenomena where that can do that. If you go into the supernatural, then I would have to hit the uh, time slip. And if you go into conspiracy, then I'd say it's a government experiment. And I'd go one, two, three that way.
0: Water has strange effects on people, too. You know, makes them sick and stuff like that, just being bouncing around in it. And I could see it definitely up and down and trying to r- settle your eyes on things could almost mess with your head a little bit and think that you see something, you know, when we talked about like the, uh, the Alaskan triangle or the Bermuda triangle, you know, a lot of the pilots, they say what, ha- you know, what they think the deal is with that. Like the realistic deal behind it is that they're just, they're looking at so much endless ocean and then, and then, um, like the break, so they see ocean, and then they just see sky. And it's just ocean, sky, ocean, sky. And then, like, something happens in their equilibrium that, like, makes them panic, and then they can't tell the difference between the ocean and the sky. And they think that that's why they drive, like, into the ocean. They, they fly into the ocean.
1: And they become disorientated.
0: Right. It's almost right. like this is a, this is almost like a stage of it. You know what I mean? When they see this, start to see stuff like this. I think it's a mixture of, like I said, with the mist, like a weird mist meets, um, meets like uh, the way the sun hits it. And, you know, we, you never know, maybe at a whale, you know, there's to, to, little tornadoes and shit that happen in the ocean. So maybe there was a, maybe it was a little twist up of water that made things a little darker um, around it. You know what I mean? And
1: then that light hits it a certain way and there you go. You know what I mean? Well, I saw I saw the picture too, and it does look it does look awfully tall for a ship, and that would fit a water spout. Yeah, yeah, I agree with that. It's a, it's
0: it's one of those. I think it's one of those things. that's more of a the reality of it's a little. It's probably more boring than people would like to think. But it's interesting. I mean, it can it almost. Uh, would work but it's that mirage thing it's that staring off it's the same thing where you stare into the darkness if you stare into the darkness long enough you'll eventually see something you know what I mean yep Um, next up uh, there was a teleportation in Russia Um, There's a, A dash cam picture was taken in 2012, which was a very famous year for the end of everything, supposedly. If you look closely, you can see a figure in a white overcoat standing directly behind the large truck. Apparently, the person had suddenly appeared out of nowhere, leading people to believe that they teleported from another location. Yeah, like this picture. I've seen this picture, and I can't really... All the picture is kind of foul, where it's just a picture of a dude standing in a highway behind a truck. Um, what I gather from this picture, and it's very lame and I don't like it. I'm going to tell you right away, I don't like this picture. I don't like this story. Me and I got a big problem. Um, and it just looks super fake. It looks like a dude probably just ran across a road and somebody happened to snap a pic. Um at this time, you know, and if, if someone was to say, hey, this guy's running across the road and somebody took a picture, I would say, you bet you got that right. No questions asked. No more further questioning needed. Um, it's not really in a weird place. It's, it would kind of make sense for this dude to run, you know, this would be his chance to run across the street after this big truck came. You know what I mean? You find an opening and you take it type situation like uh, like basketball, uh, foosball. Um, but, yeah, with this one, I think it's kind of probably just a dude hanging. What do you think, Greg? You think that's just kind of a dude running across the sh- – did you check
1: this picture out? I checked that picture out. I don't think it's teleportation. That looks more like either a double exposure or um, more like an optical illusion, double exposure, or maybe someone just uh, – Stepped out there when the when the truck was going going by. He's lucky he didn't get hit. Yeah, I think that he just.
0: think he ran across the street personally. Teleportation. If you wanna, for me to believe you when you when you try and claim teleportation, you need to like. It needs to be a video of you going into my bathroom and coming out of walking down walking down my stairs. You know what I mean? Like a clown car. Like clown car is more of a teleportation
1: than this picture type shit. Yeah, they may be able to do it right now at the quantum level. I know they can do that with information, but um, I don't think that picture is a case of teleportation. Do you believe in physical
0: teleportation? I know that you can do like a spiritual mental one where you can, get, there's been stories of people going to hell. Even on this show, we've, we've had people tell stories of people coming from regular life, coming to them in their dreams. And that's kind of like a teleportation thing. Um um, what do they call? there's a name for it um...
1: well it, there there are several of them. One is by location being in two places at once. yeah uh, another one, what you're talking about in dreams, uh, Native American uh, lore, you have dream workers and these are people who specialize in going into dreams and helping people. yeah and then you can also travel out of your body uh, uh, astral projection. Projecting yourself astrally on that plane, yeah. So there were there were different ways to do it. Actual teleportation, um, I would say it is possible. I would say science hasn't mastered it. I would trust it more if it came from someone that was in a spiritual discipline for about forty years and had been working on it. I'd trust them more than I would a scientist.
0: The um. What do you think is more realistic, teleportation
1: or time travel? Uh, I say time travel is more a mental thing uh, than anything else. Mm-hmm. Time is a construct, it's something that we have so that we can deal with things one at a time and not everything all at once. Every life you've ever lived, we're uh, still living. It's a multi dimensional thing, and we're limited in our current consciousness and perception and mental ability to this timeline or dimension. And so we see everything as linear and it's not. It's kind of universal. Um oh how to describe it. And it's kind of tough to put into words, but yeah, I think time travel is, is a definite uh thing for an individual. For a group I'd say it'd be much more difficult. Yeah. They go. They go hand in hand. though, watch try. Don't you think? I think so. I think. I mean, who's to say if we if we don't you know if we're not dreams and we're we're reliving something in our childhood? Who's to say we're not living that we didn't go back and we didn't do it again? How do you feel about people living the same life over and over
0: again? Yeah, I know you live it. I know you believe in like the reincarnation where you come back to something different. But how do you feel about people living in the in the sense that we're all kind of taking the opinion that we're almost living a video game life. You know what I mean? What, what do you think that the idea that people just relive this life that they're given you relive Ray boot and I relive Matthew Fisher until I become or we become the best of that, that we can be before we transcend to an enlightened place.
1: What's your thoughts on that? Um, I've always thought that was one, in, uh, one option on karma. Mm -hmm. is that we're reborn into a life over and over again until we get it right. I thought that would uh, be, well, it's either calm or it could be hell because we keep on reliving it until we correct that mistake. Yeah, It doesn't necessarily have to be a new life. It could be the same one and just uh, replay it uh, until we realize what is going on and we correct what we've done and then we're ready to move on. Would that make this purgatory? Of sorts,
0: yeah. It you would. I, mean. I happen to feel Earth is purgatory anyways, you know. Uh,
1: yeah, someone, someone. Uh, it's sometimes it has shown up as a meme, but it's also an interesting concept if going beyond just being a meme. When I say, what if the uh, light when you die, what if the light at the end of the tunnel is actually you being born again?
0: Hmm.
1: You'd like to think you'd get a, a couple weeks off before you have to go show back up for work. Ah uh, but we're, we week weeks uh that's a whole time thing again. I mean is it yeah, real? I guess
0: so I guess you're right there Ray. You got me. You do got me on that one. Um next up, you know, uh Chile from Chile. All the way to the homeland of Alejandro Jodorowsky, our, our pal over there in Santa Sangria, El Topo, the Holy Mountain. Um, Chilean UFO in 2014. A, technic- a technician on board a Chilean Navy helicopter filmed a strange unidentified flying object in the sky. A committee tasked with investigating the occurrence ruled out a commercial airplane, <laughs> a weather balloon, and falling space debris. They eventually concluded that it couldn't be explained. So there's this um, un- unidentified flying object in the sky, and it definitely, I mean, it's a, it's almost like a weird-shaped bean. Have you seen this picture too, Ray? I've seen that one. Now, this kind of reminds me a lot of, um, in the last, maybe right before COVID hit maybe, I think our government actually admitted to being to, and, and released footage of what they had as UFOs, and this kind of reminds me a lot of the the footage that they had. Um, and I was I was very surprised that that was everybody kind of goes, oh okay, and everybody like felt new anyways, but like oh, okay, but it wasn't really quite a big deal, which is interesting. But then COVID <laughs> unfolded, you know what I mean, and that took over all the media. But uh, what's your take on this picture?
1: I looked at it. Um, I'm going to have to say that, that yeah, that's unidentified. It doesn't fit any sort of plane, helicopter, uh, meteor, weather balloon, anything at all. I mean, unidentified doesn't necessarily mean, oh, that's a flying saucer. It's right. just something we cannot identify, and so it's nothing within the realm of our understanding. And so, yeah, there was something strange flying over that country at that time. Yeah, I remember... Chile did have, like, a, a very questionable time. And I remember
0: hearing about this when it happened, and I watched a video to this as well, and it was flying, like, all over the place. And that's kind of the weirdest thing with these things. It's like, if they're just falling downward, that's one thing. But, like, if they're zooming, you know, all around left and right, up and down, then that, you really got to question what's going on. Nowadays, it gets a little more difficult with drones and stuff. Because nowadays you'll see a drone in the sky and you'll be like, if this was 20 years ago, I'd probably be uh, I'd probably be a little more excited than I am right now. But um, what can you do? You know what I mean?
1: Or if you take the altitude it's filmed at and the speed it's going at, it doesn't fit a drone. Yeah, there's definitely been some crazy things I've seen on videos that are UFOs.
0: Now to go with what you were saying earlier, does that mean they're aliens? Who knows? but they are definitely unidentified flying objects. Um, Where they come from is up for debate. Um, I feel a little bit of both. You have both sides. You have the alien life come from another planet, as well as I I think there's, you know, you know, spaceships out there, uh, aeroplanes. uh, Music is my aeroplane, like Red Hot Chili Peppers would say. That would... um, they would have found these, you know, different materials and such from a spacecraft, if you will. And then with these materials and objects they found within said ship, um, they design, they created them to design their own type of aircrafts in hopes of, you know, mainly probably killing whoever they're fighting in a war, but secondary, um, less important thing of, you know, making contact with another life. Unless, unless we could realize that we could kill that other life then we'll probably make contact with it and put their head on our mantle then we'll if we could if we could if we knew we could kill the aliens and put their heads on our mantles and in uh, jars of formaldehyde then we would have already conquered space but i don't oh,
1: think we are well, confident in that one yeah my airplane was jefferson airplane hey i, I saw that them, too saw them live in college uh, White Rabbit, right? The White Rabbit Jim.
0: Oh, yeah. I would love to have seen that live. That would have been something. Did you take any LSD or anything for the time? Smoke marijuana, leaves? Anything to get you into the mood?
1: It was on college in a large auditorium. And believe me, when they opened those doors, everybody was stoned. <laughs> yeah, I believe it. That is a great
0: song. That is going to be one of them. Whenever I think of that song, I think of the scene in uh, The Cable Guy with Jim Carrey. Singing it at that at his when he does a little party, invites all his friends over, and he gets all into the karaoke of it. That's a very yeah. hot jam,
1: depending upon what section you were in. They were either either passing bottles to drink or sneaking joints down the line, one of the two, but yeah, that was a great concert. I always heard there was a musician, I don't know who he was. he was a wild one, but uh,
0: I guess throughout the show he'd pass around a cup, and people would put fucking anything in it did like piss in it, shit in it, put drugs in it, do whatever. And then I guess at the end of the show, this cup would work its way around. And then he'd like drink the cup. And uh, he'd have to get like his stomach pumped out and shit. But that was like part of his, that was his gimmick. And it was like a famous dude, supposedly. Um, Which I, I can't imagine being, that's right up there with like Gigi Allen type grossness of rock and roll. Um, just, you know, God knows what the fuck was in that cup. Like, I don't even want, like me, my brain starting to think about the shit that was in that cup is making me feel sick to my stomach. Uh, when yeah. I, yeah.
1: That, that's one of those things I kind of, there may have been something that happened, but I think it got blown out of proportion. Yeah. That's the whole thing with like,
0: I remember I was, I was listening to an interview with, um, one of those big, maybe it was Ozzy. And he was like, yeah, you know, when we were when we were rock stars, you'd see us walking around with bottles of Jack Daniels and stuff. But we were we were like taking a couple swigs out of it and like calling it a day. You know, like these kids nowadays, they drink bottles of Jack Daniels in one sitting. And I always thought that was interesting because like the image that they put off was that there were these it's almost like the hip hop culture now where like they put off the, the these bad boy image that they're not actually living. But it's just like a, a, a game. They're playing a character, but then this youth is following them, and they're like fucking up their lives because they think that, you know, Joe Blow fourteen or or the, the fucking the Heavenly Hand Handcuff Band, you know, whatever you want to go, does these things. So I can too, and they find themselves in an issue. It's almost uh, downright demonic, right? It's more than oh, yeah. the music.
1: A lot of that is public image, publicity. Um, I know because from the time that uh, I went to college, it was uh, the motto was sex, drugs, and rock and roll. Right. I mean, you're, you're talking late 60s, early 70s. Yeah, But most of the friends I knew, yeah, drank. Um, they'd hit the weed. Yeah. But they'd also go to class. Half of them were all on the honor roll. And They took life seriously. They just, when they partied, they partied kind of hard, sobered up, and then went back to life.
0: You know, it's one of those things. Well, you know, next up, the French poltergeist. All right. These are all the common things. I went looking for newer things and very obscure things. In January of 2017, the CIA published a previously classified document descri- describing a French family who was plagued by a poltergeist. Apparently, the ghost moved pieces of furniture on its own and frequently made startling noises. The CIA was going to investigate the situation further, but the family fled to Guadeloupe. Now, the CIA is also the same people that published those videos of the UFOs, Rare. Right. I wonder what they're kind of, I wonder what they're sitting on in their archives. You know what I mean? And God can only, God knows. You know what I mean? Um, cause you know, there, there's gotta be some type of X-File men in black organization that rounds all that shit up and takes care of stuff, you know, with religious people and scientists and a whole smorgasbord of people that would know how to kind of attack that situation. Um, Kind of makes you wonder what else is out there, you know what I mean? And I, you know, the the paranormal side, they don't they don't really. That was another thing that they wouldn't really be upfront with, you know what I mean? And say, yeah, there's definitely some other stick stuff going on here. Um, you know, aliens, definitely some other UFO stuff going on. There's some alien life maybe going on. Uh, in the same breath, say, you know, we we got some ghosts floating around, some some poltergeist, you know what I mean? Some negative energy. Um, but it's, you know when they when they admit to when they admit to not being able to explain something, I think they could, it makes them look weak in their eyes, and they want to be strong, strong like bull. Uh, your protector, give us your tax money. Um, but with something like this, it's interesting that the CIA released it. Um, what's your take on this story of this, this poltergeist?
1: Well, as far as the CIA releasing it. Um... I think that's interesting in two different ways. One is, um, they may have had to because, uh, they wanted to control it. Uh, could have been released by some of the information already came out and was going too viral, so they wanted to put their spin on it. Yeah. Um, the other one is misinformation to get people, uh, to get people to pay attention to that and say, wow, CIA is doing it, must be real, yada, yada, while the CIA is doing something else. Uh, but as fact, uh, poltergeist, yeah, that's that's real. Uh what happened to the family, that definitely could be real. Why the CIA would release it, that's the only question I have. The the big question is why release it?
0: Yeah. Now do you think that the you know a lot of the more like the things that the CIA would have under wraps, do you think that stuff's more like do you think the more realistic stuff, so to speak, would be like this was noises, weird noises Furniture moving around, and then you know stuff like blood dripping out of fa- you know faucets and you know plugs in the wall is more of a Hollywood deal. Or do you think that even that more extreme bl- blood coming out of the wall stuff is real too? Um, or what do you think? What do you think? Or do you think that's just more Hollywood and the real deal stuff is hearing a voice, seeing something move in your house, and but it really doesn't get more drastic than that. What's your opinion?
1: I would go with the noises that are moving the blood. I got doubt about, um, as far as what is Hollywood or not. I know that the government did, uh, they since declassified and know both the U S and, uh, Russia had programs in remote viewing. Yeah. using, Using psychic powers to see things, uh, somewhere else what's going on. I know from personal experience and people I've met that, uh, That's a very real thing. You can do that. Um, It's just what they... Again, what they want to release and why. And the why is what we don't know.
0: Everything has an agenda. You know what I mean? I wonder why they even released this poltergeist stuff. Like, I wonder why that even... Like, it doesn't really make sense for them to even release that like this. You know what I mean?
1: It could have been a big public Public case and something came up where they got suckered into it. People caught them either watching or doing something, so they were covering their, their backsides. And they anyway, said so the CIA wasn't was going to investigate further, but the family fled. Like
0: when the when CIA wants to investigate, they investigate. It's not. Oh, they left. Sorry, you know what I mean. They're they're yeah, that- right up there with with uh, King
1: investigators. You know what I mean. Yeah, that sounds kind of shady, that they would... Oh, the family left, we won't do it. Nah, I doubt it. Realistically,
0: if the family was to leave, it'd be the CIA telling them they need to move. And they're they're taking over their house type deal, you know?
1: I can go with that.
0: You know, that makes a little more sense. But, yeah, so, I mean, this one's probably realistic. I just don't quite know why... Um, you know why the CIA would? I understand why they'd want to hide something, but um, I don't know why they'd really. Like, this would be—I uh, guess—probably wasn't a big deal when it was released. But um, yeah, I wonder what this. There's got to be more to this story of why why some furniture moving around and some startling noises were um, were a big deal. But you're uh, going back to it, like yeah, I think I think the more realistic stuff. Stuff like, there's is, the, is noises and things moving. I think um, maybe some light aberrations, maybe. You know what I mean? Half body stuff, you know what I mean? Um, where, you know, you, you see half of something and the other half's faded out. Um, I don't think it gets... I don't quite believe in, like, I don't really quite believe in the blood deal, blood coming out of faucets and and plug holes and shit. And I don't really even believe in, I really don't even believe in physical entity to the point of being able to reach out and grab something. You know what I mean? Like being able to, like, I believe they could move with a through energy, move a cup across a table, but I, I don't know if I would go as far. Like, I don't know if that cup would ever lift off the table. You know what I mean? And float across the room. I'd have to, I'd have to see that to believe it. But I definitely believe that with the, just the energy and the just the aura in the air, I think with the slightest touch of something paranormal, I think that a cup could glide across a table for sure. <laughs> but I'd really, it really blow my mind that I'd really have to see physically something move, like a lamp pick up and move across a room. Would be, I mean, I'm not saying that it couldn't happen or wouldn't happen. I just That'd be something I would have to see. Like, believe, even though I believe in this stuff, if somebody said, "Hey, I was in, I was in a kitchen and I seen a carton of milk float from the cat from the cat like the counter to the table," I still don't know if I'd believe them if they said that because that's just so. I'd believe more. It, it, you know, the cup was on was here, you know, by the toaster, and I turned around and I was by the stove. I believe that more then I'd believe in floating across the room. What's your take on the floating and stuff?
1: I would say depending upon what's generating the energy, if it can generate enough energy, whatever that entity is, a person, uh, something demonic or something else, it could possibly levitate something and move it. I believe that that is possible. Yeah. It's interesting.
0: We got uh, the man in the iron mask. Uh, This mystery man lived from around the 1640 to 1703, and he spent the last three decades of his life imprisoned in various French jails, including Paris's famous Bastille, wearing an iron mask. Many people theorized who he was, but his true identity
1: still remains unknown. Uh, It was Leonardo DiCaprio, wasn't it? Yeah, that sounds more like an old legend. Than, any, than anything else, if someone would live that way. Um, there may have been some basis in truth, as someone who was imprisoned in a mask, and uh, uh, it was a way of torture, and it becomes a favorite thing as a person, let's say, who survived it all that time, so it became a legend. I've got serious doubts about that. I, I just think the, the skin on your face wouldn't survive that many years just being enclosed in a mask. You know it's uh yeah i mean i'm sure he
0: takes it off it was my my take is he was a prisoner who wore it for show probably so people wouldn't fuck with them maybe he wanted to be maybe he was the first celebrity prisoner you know maybe that's why he did it um yeah i don't know maybe it was something as Maybe he had a scar on it. Maybe you know, you never. People are weird, you know, self-conscious. Maybe he had a scar on his face or a birthmark. Instead of maybe he had a big, big brown birthmark that went down the side of his face, and instead of people going, huh, what? Uh, he just wears a mask and ha- creates that mystique. You know what I mean? I think it's more something like that than. I don't think this even has like an unexplainable deal to it. But do I think that? Yeah. It, this is a. And this is a, This was the Victorian times, I believe, and such. This is when people were doing the powdering themselves up to look like women while wearing those crazy wigs, if I remember correctly. So it wouldn't be completely far fetched for somebody to be very theatrical and wear a mask constantly, like a Phantom of the Opera type deal. You know what I mean? In my mind, I think it's just more of a. It's more of a fashion statement than
1: anything unexplainable you know what i mean i agree i agree it's 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 an interesting old legend but there's lots of reasons someone could have won that bask out of that period of time yeah
0: um you also take into the fact that if you identities he, he could be anybody uh there could be multiples of him it could be an operation you know what i mean he could have been a magician you know he could have had his hand in the dark arts you know it could be
1: anything um, there could be it could be realistically anything. Could be him and a bunch of buddies from the pub pranking people. Who knows? That's what I'm
0: saying. Like you know, he had a good he had a good uh, street team, and uh, his marketing was impeccable. We're still talking about him fucking a billion years later. The um, You know what I mean? That's what it is. And they're like, we're gonna they gonna talk about us. He says, you know what? In the future, there will be a podcast called Mostly Ghostly. Ray and Matt will talk about my my Iron Mask. And they'll make a Leonardo DiCaprio film out of my story. All right. Um, The Solish Sea Feet. Since 2007, 13 dismembered feet have washed up on the Salish seashores of British Columbia, Canada, and each one was wearing some type of athletic shoe. No one knows who they belong to or whether they came or, or where they came from. My guess? Mafioso? Mafiosos like to wear, uh, athletic tennis shoes. I know that in the, in the, in, and uh, that was a time, you know. They wear their their their, their track suits and their 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 Nike uh, New Balance shoes. This is a very common thing. Um, British Columbia, Canada. British Columbia, I think, is their city, like their big city, if I remember correctly. So there could be some some mob activity going on in that, and you know, just leaving your shoe with a foot inside it almost has symbolic, like maybe. Uh, some people are trying to run away from, you know, maybe some underground uh, criminal organizations, uh, and they said, "Well, you can, you can, your feet, if you he can keep running, but the rest of you is coming with us." Uh, and they do something like that. Um, you know, shit. It could be. It could. I don't know if it'd be eaten. Because you know, then the shoe, the shoe, an animal ain't gonna know Unless the shoe's a serial killer, and he's that's his trademark. He leaves the shoe. Um, I also think that that the serial killer aspect of it's not far fetched. Of a serial killer that would kill somebody and then, you know, leave their foot on a beach, um, to uh, you know do whatever with them. Maybe. Uh, I don't know, because the majority of fish would eat would eat that shoe. You know, they wouldn't say, oh, it's a shoe, I'm not going to eat it. I'll leave the foot in it. You know what I mean? They'd eat the shoe, like a shark or whatever would eat the
1: shoe. So I don't know. I don't know. What's your take on this one? I go more with the serial killer, and he dumped the feet that terrorize people. It makes
0: sense, and it was 13, lucky number 13 feet, uh, dismembered feet were washed up. So the, the number 13 almost puts me, it almost got that dark energy, satanic uh, Ramirez-style
1: serial killer technique to it. You know what I mean? Well, either either you dump the feet to terrorize or at some point you have to get rid of them so you dump them in the ocean and no one will know where they came from. Richie Cunningham Ramirez
0: um, doing it doing it doing doing bad things for uh for bad people that's the name of the game yeah I agree I think it's I think either a serial killer or maybe a mafioso thing, but uh I don't think there's anything supernatural or unexplainable going on there personally. I think it's just uh so somebody did something they weren't supposed to and now there's an urban legend around them um but you know. Next up is France's Deadly Dancers. In 1518, a woman named Frau Trofe began dancing in the middle of the street in Strasbourg, France. Others began to join her, and they didn't break. Within a month, nearly 400 residents were taking part in the strange dance party. Soon, however, people began dying of exhaustion, heart attacks, and strokes. No one is quite sure why the bizarre dance party kicked off in the first place. Some would say it was the, it was the day they discovered cocaine. Um, I, uh, I don't know. This is almost could be religious. There could almost be some religious thing in here where they're dancing. You know, when people go into the spirit and they talk in tongues and they dance forever. I almost wonder if it was something like this. But the, it sounds like they danced for a month and died from exhaustion. That's a little excessive. Um, the only reason to do
1: that would be religious, I feel. You know what I mean? What's your take? I, on? Think, I think the month thing may be an exaggeration. Also, there's a possibility. Um, One thing that occurred back then, and some scientists suspect it occurred in Salem, too, because it causes hallucinations, is there's a certain contamination when the wheat isn't stored properly. Okay. Uh, And there's a certain, I'm not sure if it's a bacteria or a fungus that grows on it that gives you uh, hallucinations. Now, in the 1500s, that would pop up once in a while. If there was a major one in France and someone started that whole dance thing, all of these people would have, and considering it grew to a large number of people, if they're all eating this, they're all hallucinating. And they're all kind of like sucked into this dance thing. Uh, that in itself would make sense to me. Uh, it would be, that would be a biological element. Um, if you're talking a spiritual element, I don't think it is a positive thing for instance you have the whirling der- dervish which uh i believe comes out of the sufi i'm not sure where they dance to put themselves in a trance yeah but um i would say any sort of dance that lasts long enough to uh cause you to collapse or dehydrate or to die then you're talking about a negative spiritual aspect of it to it where something is possessing these people are driving them to do it agree. so spiritually or paranormal wise i would say a negative entity uh, biologically, yeah, there's, a. would say, contaminated wheat. That's a good one. I think you've got that right on the head. So that makes the most sense to me. Or a, combina- a combination of both. To get that contaminated wheat in the end, and these people are hallucinating, and it's something, some if not someone, but something may stop manipulating them and influencing them to do this uh, with the objective of taking their life of their souls.
0: It's very it's like a cult you know what i mean like cult yep. leader cult leader type feel to it where he just made them dance until they died type shit yeah i bet like i i that has cult and religious overtones all over it <laughs> um the de la tove pass in the winter of nineteen fifty nine nine experienced hikers from Russia trekked into a remote area of the Ural mountains for some unknown reason. The hikers all abandoned their camp in the middle of the night and were found dead shortly after from hypothermia and other physical injuries. One of the bodies was even missing its eye and tongue. I believe this was a kind of, um, Inf- uses influence in a movie called Rare Exports, I think. I could be wrong. Um, it's more of a, ha- a holiday-themed uh, Christmas-type story, but a horror movie. Um, but I think it kind of ties a little bit with this. This stuff's interesting. I do hear that like um, a lot of the people they find when they die of hypothermia out in the woods, they say that they find them naked, which blows people's minds, but I guess there's something about the cold that when you're losing your mind and shit from, cause your body knows you're dying. Like you still, you feel like you're hot even because th- your body's like going wacko. Um, so people will strip their clothing off, you know, take their clothes off cause they actually feel like they're burning up. Um, so that probably has that whole deal with it. Maybe in this situation, you know, maybe, What's interesting is they they all they all kind of made that journey together which was kind of culty. Um you know it's weird. It could be one of those things where one went missing and then there's only 9 of them, you know what I mean? So it's not like it's a town full of people. Still a lot of people, but you know, uh, still somewhat explainable to the point if, you know, maybe one or two of them they woke up and they weren't in the camp. Um, And maybe they thought an animal grabbed them or something. Uh, Maybe they heard a scream and they, they all ran to investigate and maybe within the, the franticness of running around and they ran deep and maybe they kept hearing a noise and they kept going deeper and they eventually found themselves, you know, cold and I've had the, I've got the shakes pretty bad, but I got super cold that like it's almost hard to move, you know what I mean, where you're just kind of frozen in spot in place and you know if you're in the middle of the in the woods and snow and shit and you're frozen, um, you know and, and, and we're, we're privileged enough to have heat and stuff. So when we get cold, all we have to do is just wait for the warmth to warm us up. But unfortunately, when you're in the woods like that, you can hope and pray and wish all you want and that heat ain't coming. You know what I mean? So my guess with this is I feel like they probably, for whatever reason, tre- trekked out away from their camp um, and kind of got stranded out there. Um, but uh, yes, yeah, I mean, why they left is the questionable thing. I think maybe they think they went looking for one of their people, maybe. Um, it could have been, you know, maybe maybe it was a kid. Maybe there was a kid, a part of the group, and they woke up and the kid wasn't there. And everybody kind of panicked and said, we got to find him quick. And they just kind of ran out and dashed. Um, you know, with one of them missing its eye and its tongue. I mean, that's that's mafia shit right there. When you're you talking shit, they they, they they leave an example. Cut your eye out for disrespect. Cut your tongue out. That's what did the Whitey Bulger. You know what I mean? Um, what's your take on this one?
1: Well, this one I'm familiar with. I've seen several documentaries and did some research. Uh, yeah. Initially, uh, Russia didn't investigate. Then they they did. For a while, they kept it uh, very quiet, and then they opened up and started sharing the information um they were very experienced uh the cold would not have been something new to them the odd things that they found was the area they chose to camp in was not logical to camp in even if you set up even if you set up a tent it was a bad spot to be in uh the tent itself um one thing that was odd is it was destroyed from the inside out so it wasn't like they even used a flap; like they tore and they ripped up sides to get out of the tent, like they were trying to escape something. Some of the bodies, uh, not just the eye and the tongue, there were others that had a skull. One had a skull crushed. Um, some of them had some really weird uh, mutilations. Uh, if you actually delve into and go deep into the reports uh, in Russia, but they believe there it's their. A lot of people there believe it's their version of Bigfoot. Mm -hmm. That uh, took those campers out because they were all very well experienced and it did not make any sense the way this campsite was trashed. And why would they, you know, cut through and rip out to get out to get out of the tent? Why would they go running off some in different directions? Uh, Why were bones or skull crushed and different mutilations? It did not make any sense at all. And it has become part of Russia's uh, Bigfoot legend. And to this day, people who look at it and investigate it cannot figure out what happened because none of it fits any sort of um, hypothermia or isolation. They, it just doesn't make any sense. They had everything they needed to to keep warm. And for some reason, they had to burst out of that tent.
0: I wonder if one of them went like stir crazy, cabin fever type stuff, and like was a ruckus, maybe killed one of them, killed two of them, they tried to get him under control, and maybe killed more. Because, like I said, nine's not a lot when you really break it down. Um, and if the if the dude like freaked out, and let's say he tore that ten apart, so, like so they wouldn't have comfort from the wind and all that. Like then, you know, because if they were stranded out there, dep- well, I'm curious how far away they were. It says remote, so it was kind of, like you said, you said it was remote too, so it was probably stranded. So, like, once you're out there, I feel like once you're out there, you don't have a tent anymore to protect you and shield you from the, the, the elements. If you get wet, forget about it. Um Even running around getting sweaty, the sweat on your back and on your body would eventually get cold and make you fucking freezing. Um your, your feet get wet once you're in that snow, which they would after a while from standing in, you know, ankle-high snow or knee-high snow. Your legs and feet are going to get wet. They're going to get cold. You're not going to be able to walk at a certain point. And at that point, you're finished because you, you just lay down and wait for death. Um, but I almost feel like it was a one guy probably went crazy. Created a big ruckus, lost his mind for whatever reason. It kind of goes back to that Blair Witch thing, where in the movie I know it's a, f- a fictional movie, but like in the mo- I-, I consider this is probably reality, where one of the characters starts losing his mind. So within that, he like makes the situation terrible for everybody around him, and he's just angry and and, and lost. So like he does that and, and not selfishly not thinking about other people and I almost feel like a dude would lose his mind and say fuck it I want to die everybody else here is going to die rip down the tent maybe kill one or two of the people um, they wrestle them down there's really nowhere to put him so they can either kill him and then how are they going to explain their story you know what I mean or try and tie him up and maybe they tied him up and he escaped the next night while they were sleeping and he killed the rest of them because with the head fracture, I mean, that sounds like somebody was sleeping and got cranked in the head or could have been a fight. Um, You know, an eye coming out and stuff. That's more, that's almost torture. Like and and the tongue and stuff. That's like torture. Like Um, maybe ate it. Who knows? Maybe there was cannibal stuff going on. Maybe it was more like that movie. Ravenous. Have you ever seen that movie?
1: Ravenous. I haven't seen that, but from the two documentaries and the uh independent research i I saw, none of that fits the hikers and the circumstances it It is really uh closer to unexplained or yeah. you go you go with Bigfoot because they all knew each other they were all friends, they were all experienced they were Russian they knew the environment they were about two days out uh from their from their base camp every none of it made any sense for them to behave that way at at all and uh, I'm going with unexplained indoor bigfoot
0: yeah I'm with you. Oh yeah in 1959 their their clothing couldn't have been that weatherproof you know what I mean I mean not terrible but they weren't dealing with fabrics that were gonna I don't th- it'd be it would probably soak up the the water and the coldness more than it would like repel it you know what i mean
1: yeah but we're also talking about people in that section of uh russia that this is the environment that they live in all the time they're used to it yeah it's kind of like you know we over here where we are in new england uh we turn around and we go oh it's 20 degrees or the wind chill's 10 degrees and oh we're freezing over there they they kind of laugh because (laughs) We get wind chills of 50 below here all the time. What do you mean above zero in winter? Yeah, it's so true. It's, it's how they live. And I think that, that taking that into account, a lot of what happened doesn't make sense.
0: Yeah. No, I'm with you on that. Uh, next up, we're going to go into another subject that we talked a little bit about. This was more of an uh, exact case of it. We talked about a different case than the other one, and this was our uh, – Uh, Spontaneous combustion Um, This was uh, Florida's human combustion case In 1951 A landlord named Pansy Carpenter Called the police after she discovered The doorknob of one of her tenants uh, Mary Reeser Was burning hot When the police entered the St. Petersburg Apartment they found a pile of ashes Mary's left foot Her spine and her skull Now, it didn't say she had a shrunken skull, which is what we know to be true from the previous one, but everything else was right up there. The the spine, her left foot being there. The part about the burning hot doorknob reminds me of Home Alone and kind of throws me off a little bit where I don't quite know if I believe that. I think that would be weird. I didn't hear anything about doorknobs in the previous, uh, story about this. So like that, kind of doesn't make sense. It's almost like after the fact, she was like, shit, I touched the doorknob. The devil just touched the doorknob. I've seen the devil walking away from the door. And, um, so that was her own little gimmick added to it, which is kind of very Hollywood. You know what I mean? I don't know if I believe that, but, um, And like we said before, the spontaneous combustion thing, I think it personally is just more of an act of murder and trying to get rid of the body. I feel like it's a... They kill whoever, and they put, like, napalm or, like, fucking, you know, chemicals made out of household products that we won't go into that you put on a body, and it just kind of eats the fucking body like acid and, you know... At the end of it, yeah, there might be a foot left. There might be a foot in a tennis shoe like what they found in the ocean. But, hey, you know, there might be a foot left, might be a little spine left, you know what I mean? Um, And the other, there's a shrunken skulls in the previous uh, stuff, but no just a skull here. But I I assume, uh, I I wonder if the skull shrinks when it cooks. I'm sure everything inside, like scrambled eggs, situation, but like I don't know if the skull itself would um, shrunk, shrink, but um, I, for this one, I'm going to ask your opinion in a second, but I still feel the same way I feel about spontaneous combustion from the p- previous one, uh, which is spontaneous combustion is a great um, excuse for when you need to kill somebody off. Uh, you just got to make sure you burn the body, but leave a foot and then everything will be, okay tay okay, as uh, buckwheat would say, and the, the the little rascals era of life. So Ray, how do you feel about this spontaneous combustion jazz? And uh, especially, how do you feel about that doorknob? Because that
1: one that was a little too much for me. Uh, that one there to me, I agree. I got some serious doubts on that. Um. I have serious doubts. I did read about that, and when I'm looking at that, I'm thinking too much of it actually sounds like covering up a crime. Mm-hmm. Uh, not really. Yeah, it, it sounds like it sounds like covering up a crime. It doesn't even, to, in my mind, measure up to other spontaneous combustion uh, cases we've looked at. That that one here is is too much. Uh, Okay, how do I get rid of evidence? That sort of thing.
0: I think... uh, I think this is a situation where maybe... I'll I'll speculate, maybe Mary Reeser was having extra marital activities, or maybe there was a psychopath that was a big fan of Mary that knew he couldn't have her, so didn't want anybody to have her, or maybe, you know she owed somebody money. Maybe she'd done somebody wrong. Um, You know, it could really be, it could really be any, 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 any number of things. But I think that that's more of, I think it's more of somebody didn't want her around anymore and they did the big murder and they, they, um, like, I'd want, I'd be very curious to see how that would play out nowadays if somebody, if, if the police showed up at your house and your significant other was not raised, just in general, was, you know, gone, except for a foot. You know what I mean? And you go, hey, I came home. Doorknob door was hot. That's all I got to say. That doorknob was, that was a pretty hot doorknob. You know what I mean? And I opened it up. Grabbed it. I grabbed that fucking, grabbed the towel, opened it up. And uh, it was all over. I said, who's barbecuing? I walked in. I said, who's barbecuing? I got hungry. I was in the mood for ribs. You know what I mean? And I walked into there in a smoke show. You know, she was a smoke show before. Guys used to say, yo, you're a smoke show. when she's walking down the street. i seen her being a smoke show in the living room. You know what I mean? Literally. So um, I think that's more of what it is. I think it's more of a, a murder, a murder situation, which we. I'll have. go, I'll, I'll go with that. Murder cover up. We both agree. uh. Yeah. It's one of those deals. We, we both agree with the murder situation on that one. I, know, yeah, I can't quite wrap my head on it. If anybody out there, go figure out, go get, go put your hands on good old spontaneous combustion. Um, director by director Toby Hooper. All right which the unexplainable is um, how he got so many hard times in his career. That's unexplainable. Next up, we have the Mary Celeste, uh, spelt the same way but not to be confused with Celeste pizza. You can get for a dollar at any grocery store in America. Mary Celeste was an American merchant ship that set sail from New York City to Genoa, Italy. In November of 1872, a month after the departure, the ship was found floating aimlessly in the middle of the Atlantic Ocean. All the supplies were still in order, but the entire crew mysteriously vanished. Um, when people back in the day, Ray, back in the 1872 days, if you were taken, if you were going from New York to Italy, how long of a fucking trip do you
1: think that would have been? Oh, that'd be weeks. Weeks. You think even more than that or Oh yeah, that'd be quite a few weeks. Yeah. Depending upon the weather. That's quite a hike, yeah. Oh yeah. It's not something you took lightly.
0: So they found this boat empty. Everything was on except for the people. What do you uh what do you think of that one?
1: Uh I tend to go with kind of uh a dimensional shift thing where these, uh, something came, they entered another dimension and couldn't get out, and the boat did, but they didn't. Uh, like we, 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 we've talked about where, you know, similar to a time slip, but maybe they went through it and they didn't survive or weren't able to come back. I mean, and I mean, if you want to stretch it a bit, you could say that, you know, if, if they did find, let's say, another ship, or if they did find um, something unusual out at the open that they went to explore, thought their ship was secure, and it left and they were stranded.
0: Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. But
1: it's, to me, it's, it's more like a, a dimensional thing where the, uh, they left to investigate or the ship made it through, but they didn't.
0: Yeah. This was very Stephen King Langolier sounding. Um, good flick if anybody uh, hasn't seen it. Uh, made for TV, but still fun. This one, yeah, I don't know what to, I don't know what to think about this one. It's weird. It's almost like I almost question if shit. Like this is almost one of those stories where, let's say, a boat gets untied and floats off into the ocean with nobody on it, and then they all then they stumble into it and go. There's nobody on this boat, um, something like that. That almost would make more sense. you know what I mean I'm also cur- that, yeah
1: I'm curious that that at that time did they have lifeboats? They must have had some sort of boat what they went ashore on. What could have possibly have driven the crew off if there was something on the boat that drove the crew off and uh, they were unable to return? why would they have, why would they abandon ship what might scare them so much that they abandon ship and then they were lost at sea
0: well i mean maybe maybe if that was maybe if they if they got off maybe if they got off the boat on the on those extra rafts going and they were going to like you know float over to a, a beach area and then once they were there maybe they were killed by something on that beach or, uh, and or like the boat eventually, you know, took off on its own, so to speak, where maybe the, the anchor like snapped or something and it just like went, you know, I mean, there's different, you got that, you got the, you got the whole take of there never being anybody on it to begin with. You've got the take of, um, you know, maybe, you could take the pirate aspect, but
1: then they would have been missing stuff. You know what I mean? It uh, so doesn't sound like looting. It sounds like they were either scared off the boat or they were taken off the boat. And if they were taken off the boat, then I'd go to a, a dimensional shift or a portal.
0: That So you think like it would just kind of, like almost like there's a veil. there's like a, just a, a wall of dimensional. And as the boat, goes through it it just kind of like keeps everybody that's you that has a soul type deal as the boat
1: goes through anything living stays like a strainer you know uh, kind of like anything with a live energy field stays behind and can't escape it traps them interesting that'd be yeah that's
0: scary because I mean we do you end up you know what I mean it's crazy um yeah, this looks like a big boat, too, where it had a good amount of folks on it. You know what I mean? It's It wasn't like a 10-person boat. Was it like nine people like last time where you could almost say, yeah, I mean, I, it's believable that nine people could just vanish, but like, I don't know, you know. But I'm with you. It's like, why do they get off the boat? Like, what made them get off the boat is the big questionable thing,
1: you know. Was it, was it voluntary?
0: Yeah, you know, what? I wonder if in a COVID time like this, I think of, I wonder if there was almost, if they could, if they, if somebody wanted to get rid of those people, they could almost sabotage those extra boats, you know what I mean? So they'd sink and then say, hey, you know, everybody has to get off this boat because we have someone on the boat who's maybe has a plague or something like that, you know what I mean? So then everybody will get in these boats and they once they get for, far enough out from it, they realize, oh shit, we're sinking, but we don't want to go back on the fucking boat with the plague. You know what I mean? And even back in some of these boats, once you're off them, like get jump trying to get back up on the deck from the water is not realistic unless there's a rope or uh, some type of you know ladder fucking thing for you to climb up. Yeah, it's interesting. There's definitely some type of foul play, either trickery and nobody died, or uh, some trickery where everybody died. It's a weird one. That one's a little unexplainable. I mean, I think we need a little more detail, a little more facts for it. But, uh, yeah, I mean, in a situation, if there was a plague, you know, maybe people, it was a, a, like a plant, like some sickness broke out on the ship. And I believe if you died, if you had a sickness like that, where they didn't know if they, it was contagious, they'd just drop you off the boat, right? Dump you into the into the drink.
1: Yeah, it was different times. Uh,
0: you'd go overboard. Yeah, so like I wonder if almost everybody went overboard until it got to that last person. And that last per- by the time you're that last person... And you've seen everybody die and you know you're gonna die, I assume to you to be in a very dark, almost suicidal place where you might just I don't know, might just die and take a swan dive into that water. Um anyways, you know what I mean, and just leave the whole thing a mystery. Because at least then they're gonna talk about it. <laughs> you know what I mean? Here we are here we are a billion years later talking about it. You know? Ray's like, yeah, you know, well a billion years later was a long, long time ago. Or yesterday. Sure, depending who you ask. You ever been on a haunted ship? Uh yeah, the USS Salem. I was just gonna ask you, did you work on that movie or did you go like out of pleasure?
1: Uh worked on that movie and my wife went with me she took a bunch of pictures and that place was loaded with orbs and it wasn't dust i believe it i remember um
0: i remember they made the movie 5 or 6 years ago we're going back sometime i think maybe even more maybe even closer to 10 um and i remember hearing the stories about how it was supposedly haunted and such um I wouldn't mind going on it. it I want to say it was accessible, too. Like you, 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 They just took you on. They did tours of it all the
1: time. It it was, used to be, they used to be able to go on tours, and they did uh, allow for some people to go in there and do some ghost hunting or exploring. I don't know if they still do. They used to. And that's a prime place to do it. There's a lot of weird stuff, not only the orbs and noises. And, mm. yeah, it, it's it's a good place to go. Yeah, once things get back to normal, we're going to do a couple
0: investigative retreats. But, uh, yeah, the ghost ships are always weird. There's a movie called Ghost Ship, too, that's fun. There's a couple There's a Death Ship, too. That's, a, that's fun as well. But the, I don't know about that ghost ship one. It's weird. I don't, who knows where they went? That's craziness. Um, you know, we got the mystery woman from Norway. In 1970, a group of hikers were trekking through uh, Isdalen Valley Mountains in Norway when they came upon the body of a partially burned woman. An autopsy revealed she had consumed over 50 sleeping pills, her fingerprints were sanded off, and she had also suffered a blow to her neck. Um... Yeah, that's definitely murder. One, I'd say, Ray. What do you think about that? Oh, no question. That's murder. That's definitely some somebody killed her and put her up there. Uh, there's really no uh, nothing to. Uh, my take is, you know, she got the fifty sleeping pills. Um, this was either a suicide, which I don't really think so. Mainly, a, more of a murder, unless it was one of those. Weird situations where, um, like the like the person the, the loved one didn't want the world to know that they killed themselves, so it made it look like a murder. Like that weird, wacky, wild thought that certain people get, I guess, when they lose their mind when they see their
1: loved one dead in front of them. Um, but then why? Take, why get uh why? Kind of sand off and take the fingerprints off. I know, very weird. There's weird elements to this whole thing. I still say it's murder.
0: I think, yeah, like, I I agree. I don't think... I was just trying to play the devil's advocate a little bit, but with the the sleeping pills, but at the end of the day, those sleeping pills could have been put... At the end of the day, this is what happened, Ray, unfortunately. Whoever killed her crushed those sleeping pills up, and they put her in... Put it in her belly. Now this is another this is another thing I want to bring up. When they said she consumed over 50 sleeping pills, you would only know that if they were still in the belly. And I believe if she took those sleeping pills alive, they would have absorbed for the most part. But if she took if they were put down her throat after she died, then they would still be intact. Cuz I think after you die I think everything stops working the way it should, meaning I don't think your your body is digesting what's going on inside it anymore. You know what I mean? Yep. So, yeah, I, this is definitely, I'd say, this is definitely a maida. Um, actually, when they said the sleeping pills, 50 sleeping pills, they probably just checked their, you know, toxic, toxicology report thing and said, oh, she had fucking you know 5 billion fucking milligrams of uh so you know th- sleeping pills in her system my guess whoever killed her put these sleeping pills in her fucking food or in a drink or something she drank it she passed out she got fucking popped up, popped over what is it suffered a blow to her neck she probably got fucking strangled um then that he finger the fingerprints came off so they can't identify the body and uh you know partially burned so they're trying to you know more identification removal process as they call it in the big leagues um so that's definitely murder that's definitely murder that's unfortunately and with the sleeping pills that that, that came from an, an inside job murder that was someone that knew her that could have given her food or a drink that knew she would have accepted it, took it down, and passed out. So that was a husband or a boyfriend or something like that, unfortunately. Um, that, that'd be my take on that. That's Detective Matt on that one. <laughs> you know what I mean?
1: That sounds good to me.
0: Yeah. Well, it sounds sad, but it it, it sounds realistic. Um, that's what I'd have to go with for that one. Next up. Dog suicide. Um, Overtune Bridge in Dumbarton, Scotland was built in 1895. And over the past five decades, about 50 dogs have leaped over the side to their death. A canine psychologist, a, veg- a veterinarian, behavioral specialist, and even a psychic were called upon to shed some light on this gruesome trend. But none of them had any answers. Something like that could be a weird thing of a smell because they follow the smell. Maybe the cliff doesn't actually look like it's a cliff. Maybe it looks like it's going onward to kind of go with that thing with the pilots we are talking about before with the water and the sky and it kind of messing with their head. So it's almost very possible where they're, you know, they're out, they're in this fun place because it looks like a cool little deal. They're happy, they're having fun, ah, uh, they're wagging their tail, got their tongue out, good times. They're smelling, they're smelling, they're excited, to look looking around, and then whoop, right over the edge. That's my guess. Um, um, that's a little, it's a little more believable than the idea of dogs, uh, when they lose their job, when they fight from their jobs or break up with their wives, going to, going to this bridge to commit suicide. Um, but there is a lot of suicide in the dog world. Do you know why, Ray? Why? Because all dogs go to heaven. They don't have to worry about going to hell for suicide. All right. Oh, oh I had to throw one in there. Um, but yeah, I don't know. What's your take on
1: this one? Um, I would say it's kind of an optical illusion, maybe a scent sort of thing. Something about that area that they get yeah. disorientated and they just go right off that edge. Do you believe that there could be like a dark spirit there?
0: knowing how much people love their dogs that would get into the brain of that dog or something, or maybe push it themselves just to cause that sadness to a human?
1: I, I tend to think that it is more of a physical animality. Um, but you're talking about whether it's a magnetic field, uh, an illusion at the edge, something that drives them off that's physical out there in that area. Yeah. I mean, I know that uh, you have certain, uh, I think it, it might be the Arctic fox. No, that's, uh, the Arctic fox is the one that can hear something buried under the snow. Uh, there are different animals that, I know birds, for one, they use a magnetic field to um, navigate. They follow it north and south. Uh, and there are other land animals that do that. There could be something that just throws off their senses, yeah, and they just go off that edge, and uh, we don't know why. But I think it's something in the earth in that spot which caused them to be disorientated, and they they take that dive off the edge, not realizing uh, that they're going to kill themselves. Yeah,
0: I mean, man's best friend isn't isn't always the, the the smartest of our friends. You know what I mean? I love them to death, but they're not always. They don't always pay attention. We'll say that. Look at,
1: the, look at the species they decided to become friends with.
0: Woo! You got that right. Amen, brother. You got that right. You're right on target with that. Direct hit. Direct hit. Uh, next up, the Tunguska event um, in 1908. Do you do you know this off to, from just that, ex- that? I've heard about this one before. I think so. Uh, In 1908, a massive explosion said to be over 150 times more powerful than a nuclear bomb leveled over 800 square miles of remote part of the Siberian uh, Siberian forest. Some claim the explosion was caused by a meteor, but no crater was ever found. Um, My guess, maybe they were uh, testing something out, testing out some type of I know that there's a, you ever heard of the daisy cutter, the bomb called the daisy cutter? Yep. Where like, what is it like? T- everything above 10 inches off the ground is just annihilated, but everything under 10 inches is like, okay.
1: Similar. As, I mean, as far as uh, the whole meteor thing, but people are, they're saying, oh, there's no crater, but um, you do have, because of the volatile, depending upon the chemical composition of the meteor, and what it's going through and heated and becomes superheated in the atmosphere. Um, you have meteors that before they hit the ground, blow up and they send out a giant shock wave, which would have leveled everything. Yeah. I mean, it, there's a perfect physical, uh, reason why that, that could happen there. It's kind of like it's, um, Right now in in a current day in our sick society, if they were to use a nuclear weapon, what most people don't re- don't realize is they don't set it off on the ground. they have it explode above ground because the Im- the impact in a shock wave is greater above ground than below, and the, the meteor, depending upon like like I said the chemical and the mineral composition, the heating up in the atmosphere, that could go off and not leave a crater and just level everything for miles and miles around,
0: yeah. The um, I was gonna just saying, okay. you know, you know, what do you think? What, how do you feel about maybe like a light from the sun got somehow reflected in a weird way where it made like a laser beam and it just beep, like a big burst of light of actual fucking raw sun heat, fire fucking heat, um, just scorched the earth, wow, and just disappeared. What you, what's your thought on something like that
1: uh, I'd go with the meteor in the atmosphere first so you don't, you but so you think a
0: meteor could actually strike down and hit and not leave a crater or anything like that uh,
1: if it never hits the ground and it blows up in the atmosphere yes
0: it just kind of showers
1: down um, meteors do have mag- a lot of them are magnetic they have different uh, mineral compositions, some of them are very volatile, once that heats up in the atmosphere it could blow up vaporize and just send out a shock wave where you really wouldn't get much debris on the ground but it would level everything underneath it yeah this is 1908 as well they wouldn't understand the dynamics of that happening yeah when did the first atomic bomb come out you know uh, okay. That was around 45 or so when they were testing them and ended the war with it. Yeah. So this is, that was the big closer. They, they, they closed the show with that performance.
0: The, um, so that, this was, that was 40 years before this almost. So like, you think this might've been them de- trying to develop something like that and just kind of maybe, uh, accident it went off too soon or something like that. Like a tech, like a biological weapon, the early stages of nuclear bomb. Because you got to figure they've been trying to make that for decades before it actually came about.
1: I don't think they would have had the technology at that time. They weren't, or uh, I don't know if they were aware at that time of what type of uranium uranium two three. Oh, I forgot what. At one time, I could give you the formula for how to make an atom bomb. I was a science we'll geek. Keep that off the show. We won't put that on the show. Oh, I was a science geek. When when you, you you went into study science, you looked at everything. I mean, I studied it in school. Belonged to a science club outside of school. I mean, it was just one of those things that uh, you look you looked into as far as uh, type of ra- uranium, how they split the atom, etc. It's it's right nowadays. It's very common knowledge out there. Uh, just. It's just so hard to do. I don't think in 1908 they'd be able to pull it off. So you think it's more of
0: like a weird... um, Like, uh, what was your take on
1: it again? A meteor exploding in the atmosphere. Okay. That's an interesting take on it.
0: 1908. Dimensional. It's almost like... um, it's like uh, our, our future Superman where we, where we have an atomic bomb that they're going to blow up in 2027 and he grabs it and he, he runs back in time and makes it go off in 1908
1: instead. Where there's no or, or it's a malfunction on an alien spaceship. You know, take it whichever way you like. <laughs> it could have been that too,
0: realistically. That, I mean, that's not as far-fetched as some would think. You know what I mean? That would that would kind of that that is up there with a, a possibility. And if you were to if you were to think if if you were if you were to put your faith in something like a spontaneous combustion, which we don't, but if you were to think that was possible, then I don't know why it wouldn't be too far to to think about the possibility of that happening somewhere else outside of a human body you know, maybe within a tree or something like that. You know what I
1: mean?
0: Gas that cooks up and a bunch of trees got that gas in it. And then one of them pops off and through that, they all kind of explode in a forest type deal, which could probably be anything from if there's too much of a certain chemical in the soil, when a truck, when a tree grows, you know what I mean? You know, chain reaction type stuff. You know, there's certain weird things out there that have chain reactions um, to them to each other. You know, can cause explosions. You know, cause people to die. What is that? They mix the um, cyanide with water, and then in the in the in the in the fucking death chamber, in the gas chamber, it's, uh, it's like cyanide in a balloon that drops into water and eventually when the balloon like dissolves, the cyanide leaks out and you kills you. That's like how they, that's supposedly like the operation or whatever, how it actually goes down. So yeah, you know, stay away from the death chamber, the gas
1: chamber. You're better off with for, uh, unexplained forest explosions. Well, I, I worked not in a death chamber, but I worked in an industry when I was young uh, treating chemicals, and we had what we call cyanide eggs. ooh and uh, we had special apparatus and a hood to take the stuff off, but we made a concoction where we would drop that cyanide egg into water. It would release a toxic gas which we got rid of, and then we would use the water for cleansing certain uh, objects oh. that had the, had the cyanide in it
0: interesting. Where do
1: you get those eggs? <laughs> that's uh, the-, the, co- the company got them not me yeah that's kind of that's hardcore stuff um
0: yeah that's dangerous stuff you were doing there damn oh yeah all right next up the body that never decomposed an intensely religious catholic nun named Catherine Laboure lived in France from 1806 until death in 1876. 57 years after her death, her remains were exhumed, and experts found that her body had sustained very little decomposition. Yeah, I mean, yeah, we've heard about stuff like this before. Um, there was even a local story uh, to the Massachusetts ghost stories of the, the, the gentleman that got, remember him, he got buried in his crypt, and the, the the college kids supposedly found him, and he didn't age at all. Yep. So that's this story kind of floats around a lot. Um, I assume that the the most important part of any type of not wanting to decompose was is just not letting air get to it, right? If you can cut off the air around it.
1: Well, also if she were, if she was laid to rest, she should have decomposed. The flip side of that is a spiritual thing, where the energy in her. And her spiritual state was such that it preserved the body. She's like, there's a picture here that's like horrifying,
0: where she's just like yellow, like jaundice yellow. Um, I don't know about that whole display deal. Like, yeah, you do your wake, I guess you got to do the display then. But and going on display for like for the rest of your your stay on this earth after you're dead, like your body going on display constantly. It's a weird thing you know
1: what I mean Well you also have to realize they didn't embalm back then like they do now so whatever preserved her was internal mm. it wasn't so, it wasn't something that they pumped in her so that that's why I'm thinking about the spiritual and energy level which was so high that it actually caused the cells to live longer mm. or delay the decay. So that the, even now, uh, she may look creepy, but she's not just bones like she should be.
0: She's in better shape than her dress for crying out loud. You know what I mean? Um, she looks. She looks like she's in a big jewelry box with all the gold around her. The, the Catholics like to like to show themselves off. They like to be godly, huh? Get gaudy. More, uh, what we call pride or something like that. Agreed. So weird. The, it's a weird. They got a weird stance on the things that they do and the things that they preach. But I don't know what, what how I feel about this. Um, I don't know. I don't know. It's a, the sustained, very lead de- decomposition. It's I don't know. You think maybe because they they didn't do any of the the, st- the practices we do now. Um, you know, when you're you're having the blood is kind of what makes you fall apart. Um, if I remember correctly when you start to decompose cuz it all sits settles and you blow it out and then uh, you know, it gets even worse for you. But if she let's say if she let's say she bled to death in in life, her not having that blood in her body would that help preserve
1: her body, you think? Not to the extent she's preserved over this longer period of time. Because we're also going back to a time where if you
0: had a cancer or something, they would there was bloodletting, right? Where they would like bleed you
1: of your sickness. But the flesh would still fall apart with no food source and also no activity, oxygen being delivered to the cells. Yeah. There had to be something else there, an energy or something there, that caused that body to slow down and stop decomposing. So what's your take on this? You think it's a supernatural element at play here? I think it's a supernatural slash spiritual element at play. Hmm. It's
0: interesting. It's like. Because then it it almost kind of. Like, I think when we're dead, nothing's supposed to matter anymore. Like the body's just a vehicle. Like, so I don't know what the importance of it keeping up. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know what the spiritual element of why it would matter to still be. You know what I mean? Like, why it was still... It's cool and all, you know what I mean? And it's like a miracle, I guess you could say, that it's still in decent shape. But, like, when we transcend to the next place, the body's just old, dirty clothes that you discard. Like, I don't know why it would be such a big deal to preserve it in this sense. Because the soul's not there anymore. It's literally... People are going to worship cardboard. You know what I mean? Like, it's not... It's not It's not a... You should have worshipped people to begin with, but like, it's just the body, you know what I mean? It's just the used clothing. What's your take on that?
1: Well, what if she began her journey of transcending yeah. and enlightenment while she was still alive, which changed her body, changed its energetic level and its molecular structure, so that when she died, she moved on, but some of that residue stayed behind that higher level residue and that prevented or slowed the body from decomposing so in a
0: controversial question do you think that people are more people that are more spiritual have a better chance of fighting off like sickness and stuff yes okay makes sense that was a very quick yes <laughs> um, I dig it though I, lo- I like it um, so you so in this sense, you do think that this, the the the, shout, the body left behind is still important?
1: The body left behind isn't important, but it's kind of like a symbol, um, a faith, okay. right, a symbol of faith or something. Some people will say that um, when there's a haunting, it's a residual haunting. There's an energy imprint, and that energy imprint is what you're picking up. Uh, yeah. And people will accept that as far as a haunting goes. But in a case like this with the body, that's more like a spiritual imprint, something spiritual that was left behind, that uh, not necessarily done on purpose, but it did preserve some of the cell structure because of the transformation the person was going through in, in achieving that enlightenment while alive.
0: It's true. Oh, I'm with you. I'm with you. Next up, the Porpoise Grave. While a team of archaeologists were working on a site on a tiny island in the English Channel, they came upon what they believed to be a 14th century grave. Upon uh, excavation, they were stunned to find the remains of a, insta- a porpoise instead of a human. No one knows why the body of an aquatic feature was placed in the grave. Um, I um, I mean, it's it's one of those deals. I think where. Um, Maybe it was just if it, it, it floated on a beach somewhere one day, and they they got they kept it because they didn't know what it was. And back in this time, you know, you find something like that dead on 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 the beach. You want you'd almost kind of assume it to be supernatural, maybe a god, you know, something like that. What do you think? When, when does that,
1: that grave originate from? Um, the 14th century. Okay, you're talking 1300s, whether it's a fisherman caught it or it shows up. 1300s, they think it's supernatural. Who knows? They could have thought it was demonic. Mm. Um, and they want to get rid of it, so they bury it. Or alien, yeah.
0: Yeah, maybe if they th- if they thought it was a monster, maybe they'd bury it so it would, the soul wouldn't wreak havoc type deal. You know yeah. what I mean?
1: So it wouldn't come to life or the soul wouldn't, or it wouldn't steal their souls. Come back. Yeah. Come back. Come back. Body type deal. So yeah, they, they'd want to get rid of it quickly. Yeah. The way they,
0: the way they'll say like a good, like ghost would come. Like if, a, if, if a dismembered body was missing something and the ghost might come back and, 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 you know, try and complete the body so it can have peace. It's almost the same deal a little bit where if they say, well, we're going to give it the proper burial and show it the respect to bury it. So that way it doesn't bring any bad. Cause you know, maybe this could be a time where they believe in that mumbo jumbo dealio, uh, which wasn't mumbo jumbo to them, but like to look back on it now to, you know, you pray, you pray to the gods of the ocean to, to bless you with uh, an abundance of fish. So your town can eat, you know what I mean? So maybe they felt that by finding this big fish, they were like, damn, like, we got to pay this respect so it understands and it isn't angry with us um, and doesn't give us a
1: plentiful fish, you know, an abundance of fish. You say, What do you think of something like that? Well, if it's a type of fish or something that shows up that is never found in those waters, then I think superstition may take over and they say, oh, this is one of the demons from the sea. And they want to they want to bury it. They want to get rid of it. Some Cthulhu going down. Yeah, I mean, I I can also, I also believe that to a degree, um, if you take, you go back to, let's say, the same time period, and someone is digging around and they find dinosaur bones. Well, they don't know what dinosaurs are, but uh, they have all sorts of legends and stuff like that. So they would turn around and say, oh, look at dragon bones. This is a dragon we have here. It's not a because they don't even know what a dinosaur is. So it's going to fit into whatever legends or superstitions they have at the time. And that could be the same with the dolphin. Do you think that a dolphin trying to think if
0: maybe like somebody went, a town's person went missing and let's say this carcass that was already decomposed, you know, that's pretty human sized, shows up on the beach, you think that they just grab that and throw that in a grave so they don't have to... So it's not an unsolved mystery anymore, so to speak. or So you know, closure for the family because now the body has a, a grave even though, you know, the, the people behind the scenes know that it's not the actual body of the dude, but it, 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 it finishes the story, so to speak.
1: That, that, that could happen,
0: you know. Dolphins are weird... I almost feel like they probably, if it was, if it if it wasn't too
1: decomposed, they probably would have tried to eat it, eat it for food or something. Um, uh, look, again, if if it was something that they'd never seen before, I think uh, in the thirteen hundreds they'd by, probably be afraid of it, afraid of eating it. Mm-hmm. It is a weird deal,
0: and it's definitely a weird situation. I wouldn't. Uh, I mean, you, every now and then you'll see like modern day, a picture on the beach of something that washed up and you think it's an alien. You're like, what the fuck? Like with everything we know about ocean life, you're still like, I don't know about this one. You know what I mean? Yep. Interesting. Um, we got New England vampires. Woo! Um, this is very close to home for us. In 1990, the state archaeologist of Connecticut, Nick Bellatoni, investigated a farmer's graveyard. One of the graves contained the remains uh, that were arranged in a skull and cross, crossbones pattern. So I guess because of this, they felt that there was vampires in New England. Um, yeah, I don't know if I, how I feel about this one. Um, I just feel like it's uh, I don't know someone being creative what do you think
1: uh, grave mutilation violation uh, someone being a little creative um, they're putting the vampire story on top of an unusual burial
0: yeah I think that they're pushing the vampire thing I don't think I think that that's mumbo jumbo
1: if the if the head had been cut off, garlic in the mouth, and a stake through through where the heart used to be, I'd say vampire. But otherwise, no, they're just stretching it. This seems more like a pirate type thing.
0: You know what I mean? Yep. Or if, like, maybe somebody did somebody, a group of people did somebody wrong, and he killed them all and put them all in the same grave type deal. You know what I mean? Oh, that one wasn't that one wasn't too crazy, you know what I mean? All right, but we're gonna wrap up, wrap it up um, with one more. We have the toxic event uh the toxic woman, not to be confused with the toxic avenger. Um in nineteen ninety four a woman named Gloria Ramirez was admitted to the emergency room at California's Riverside General Hospital for the final stages of her cervical cancer. Nurses begin to notice strange ammonia-like odors coming from her body, and 23 members of the hospital staff fell ill shortly after Gloria arrived. So, um, I believe that when you're dying like that, I feel like your body would... Put off some some probably smells the the shit that, that that is going on within your body literally things rotting and dying and shutting down and all that I think um, that in itself would probably unload there'd probably be some funky smells coming out of your pores and knowing that I think you you worked at a hospice care so you might have a better you might know more than me but I feel like death when when death gets close it's, it might be something you can almost smell on somebody. And, um, and the case of that, I feel like that would almost make people sick to their stomach or, you know, people, when people go septic and they, they got the, you know, infections and, you know, rotten shit in their bloodstream and stuff like that stuff can smell too. And I almost feel like this is the smell of something rotting or something like that, or the smell of death, um, that was making people
1: uncomfortable. What's your thoughts? Well, I can agree that uh, the body goes through changes and you will smell differently. The other thing is that in 1990, what chemicals were they using to treat cancer? Because those will affect the body and if this person was was absorbing those chemicals and releasing those along with uh, the cancer and what was going on in the body, they could have been a contamination going on there basically from because we know that like chemotherapy and other therapies many of them are toxic yeah so what she could have been releasing toxic gas literally coming out of her body uh between the cancer itself and a treatment now they may have re- probably have refined it so that that doesn't happen now but I, I could see where that could could have happened at a time uh when i understood it less or the treatments were a little bit more crude yeah, I mean, you take a situation like, uh, uh, you know,
0: people eat a lot of onions and garlic and stuff, and it sweats through their pores, you know what I mean? And people go, oh, you, smell, you can smell it through there. That's just the food. So let alone pumping these chemicals into people as well as everything going on inside them. It's like, yeah, you know, it's gonna, you know, it's like, not to be funny, but it's kind of like like farting is, you do you fart because the chemicals in your stomach or whatever from digesting all the food, the gases have to come out. So, um, you know, you fart and it smells bad, you know? So she, she could, she has all that stuff in there too. And, you know, it it can leak through your pores, you know what I mean? So you get, you got a a stench of bad stuff going on that, you know, comes through it. I know I had a diabetes scare and, um, when I had the diabetes scare, they, uh, um, like a paint thinner. They said that you get like on your breath, you get like a paint thinnery type taste from like the chemical, like in your body. Like you get, there's a weird. And so it's like that, you know, and you can, I remember like they said, they could smell like the like, it, like the smell, like the paint thinner smell on me. Like when I was talking, like that's how bad it was. So like, if you could smell that, I feel like it's the same deal. Um, (laughs) with, um, that was the first time I told my paint dinner story, right? There you go. Um, but if you can smell something like that, then I feel like it'd be the same deal where it would just come out of you. Whether, you know, your breath, you're coming out of your pores, you, you, when you sweat, you know, I think it's more of one of those things that if you got bad stuff in you, then yeah, it's probably going to be a little more funkier and, and foul. And, um, I know people that have just smelled. There was nothing they could do about it. They just smelled. Like, I had, my, I had an old roommate that he probably could have showered better. But for the most part, like, he just, he was a hairy guy, and he couldn't escape the fucking smell of, like, B.O. And, and so people are, are different. They all throw off different odors, and maybe she was somebody that, unfortunately, your body threw off odors to begin with, and this just increased with the, the extra stuff that was going on.
1: Uh, the like the extra stuff that was going on, depending upon what they were giving her, <coughs> along with what was going on in her body to begin with, yeah. just could have been the, the absolute wrong combination, and that is why people started getting sick.
0: Yeah, because like getting sick, well, like if they were dying, if people were dying from from smelling her, that'd be one thing, but just getting sick is that's a that's a long line of possibilities too. that could go from anything to oof. Oh, I need to leave the room to literally like thrown up everywhere. There's different there's different levels of, you know, fa- falling ill. That could go with that. So, yeah, it could be anything from it could be anything from, you know, just a foul smell to, you know, you get people that have um like open sores and shit on there that that, that those smell because you know f- flesh is like rotting and there's bad shit going down under the surface so like even that right there you know would make people gag so it's just one of those things you know it's i think it's a matter of that when they say she's a toxic woman i think they're a little hard on her um i wonder if she i wonder if she survived or if she she passed Um, but yeah, it's a little, you know, I feel like that was just kind of the case. Um, cervix cancer, cervical cancer, um, that's all down in your abdomen and stuff like that. So it's possible that she could have had digestive issues. You know what I mean? Which right there is going to cause... That could put off a smell. So, I don't know. Unfortunately, I think it was just like, uh, there was nothing supernatural or unexplainable to this one. I think it was just a matter of bodily functions and the situation she was going through and her, her personal, unique, uh, body, body situations. You know what I mean?
1: Yeah, everybody's, uh, body chemistry is different. Yeah. How it responds to things and, the odors that it gives off or how it processes. So yeah, I I don't think it's supernatural. I think that she may have had an unusual body chemistry and a combination of what was going on in the medicines just uh, caused her to give off some sort of gas or something which made people sick. I think that one is not really a major mystery. I think that uh, it's definitely not supernatural.
0: Yeah, no, I agree completely. I always felt bad for her because she was going through like, Going through tough times, and then she had to have that added on top of it. Made it even worse. Made her stay even worse. I Hopefully she got healed up. Uh, and if not, rest in peace. You know, that's a unfortunate thing. But, um, yeah, that's kind of where the buck stopped on my list. So, yeah, we, we kind of – we wanted to roll into a couple more – Uh, unexplainable or possibly explainable situations. I think we did a good job explaining in the unexplainable. I think the only thing that we really couldn't explain was a ship full of people disappearing without rhyme or reason uh, and anything else else done away with.
1: Well, you know, uh, E.T. went home and he took some people with him. (laughs) Yeah, I assume I assume
0: if they're out there roaming, they've been out there roaming for as long as humans been around. So, who's to say? You'd think that they would have more of an impact. you think that people seeing spaceships back in the day would have been more of a, whoa, would have been more of a thing. But then again, maybe that's how we got to the point we're at today with them. By them, ta- them seeing stuff back in the day and it g- slowly growing from that point. You know? It's a possible thing. It's possible. So hell, hell yeah. That was another episode of uh, the paranormal experience, the ghostly stuff, mostly ghostly. You know, we thank y'all again. Me and Ray both thank everybody again for listening. Always a pleasure to entertain you folks. And thanks for joining us for another episode. Um, like we said before, from uh, the time. Before you even hear this, we'll be putting out promo. But uh, from now, our time until the 18th of your time, you'll be able to drop us any question you want to know about anything scary, paranormal, weird. If you just want to pop on and say you hey, you like the show, you know we we're down for that stuff. Um, but we're we're trying on the tw- on the, the 25th we're going to be recording uh our thank our our big thanksgiving episode to the people we're thankful the most for our supporters and audience at mostly ghostly so with that being said get your questions in or comments and uh be a part of our thanksgiving show can't beat that they can't beat that can they right oh uh, no i'm looking forward to the questions it's gonna be fun yeah keep it fun for us keep it fun and interesting um it'll be good we have complete faith in y'all but with that being said we'll catch y'all on the next episode of mostly ghostly